0: Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick. Welcome to
1: today's program. My name is Rick Renner. I've been waiting all weekend for you. And today we're going to continue the brand new series called Chosen by God. God Extended his VIP invitation to you, and he's waiting for you to say yes. You say, Well, what am I chosen to do? Well, this series is designed to help find out what it is that God has called you to do. I want to help wake you up to the call of God on your life. But I want to remind you that right now we're offering you my brand new book called Christmas The Rest of the Story, and I want you to order it. You say, Rick, you're already talking about Christmas. Yes, because you need to have this book before the Christmas season gets here. And when you get this book and see how every single page is fully illustrated, full color, because we wanted to cause this story just to come to life for you. And I discovered so much in the Christmas story that no one ever shared with me. And I want to share it with you. Watch this.
2: Think you know the Christmas story? A babe in a manger, three wise men, and a few lowly shepherds. But did you know that's just part of the story? In Rick Renner's timeless new book, Christmas, the Rest of the Story, Rick uncovers the stunning details of the nativity story you've never heard. Like how many wise men there could have been, how far they would have traveled, and why Herod was troubled at the news of the birth of a new king. When I was growing up, I heard the same Christmas story year
1: after year and I loved it. When I got older, I found treasures in the Christmas story that no one had shared with me. That's what is in this book and I wrote it
2: to share with you and for you to share with those whom you love. When you call or go online right now to pre-order this book for just $35, you'll receive The Timeless Story of Christmas, now beautifully told in this landmark Christmas keepsake. Through its detailed watercolor illustration, Christmas, The Rest of the Story invites families to explore the true meaning of Christmas as they interact with the story across the stunning hand-drawn pages. Bound in a hardcover, large-format book, you'll create a family tradition that will last for generations. Great as a gift or for enhancing your own traditions, pre-order the book today, Christmas, The Rest of the Story, for just $35. Call now or go to renner.org to order. Don't miss the special Christmas offer.
1: Please be sure to order your copy of Christmas, the rest of the story, and you can order it by going online or give us a call. And remember that this week we're also offering you my series called Chosen by God. The subtitle says, God has chosen you for a divine assignment. Will you dare to fulfill it? Say yes, because when you really find that plan and begin to step into it and fulfill it, your life will become full color. Say yes. Say yes to the call of God. And this series will help you to identify it and to get moving in it. And it comes with a wonderful study guide. And this week, we're also offering you my book by the same name, which is called Chosen by God. The Far Word is written by Joyce Meyer. It's one of the favorite books that I've written. When I was flipping through the pages of this book a few days ago, I wanted to stop and read it myself, and I wrote it, but it fed me. It is full of faith. It's full of courage. It will just get you moving in the right direction. And today, I'm going to be reading to you some from this book and commenting along the way. And today, I want to tell you that you are stronger than any opposition that will ever come against you. It's just a fact that when you finally discover the will of God and begin to do it, the devil will try to stop you. That's just what he does. And if you feel a little resistance right now, just say, amen. That means you're on the right track. The devil always tries to stop people from fulfilling their divine destiny. And that's what I want to share with you today, beginning on page 41. Listen to this. The devil has never been thrilled about people who dare to do the will of God. I can personally testify to that. Satan knows they have the power to drive darkness away and replace it with a glorious light of the gospel. The devil detests that light so much that he tries to put it out before it spiritually opens blind eyes and sets prisoners free. And to get rid of the light, he often attacks the light bearer. That's just the way the devil operates. You see, Satan knows that if he can discredit, confuse oppress, or throw the light bearer off track, I'm talking about you, he can continue holding tightly to his claims on nations, cities, homes, and people. And if God has called you, and my friends, God really has called you. And if God has called you to do something special, you are heaven's light bearer. That's who you are. If you'll do what God has called you to do, you will bring light to people that sit in darkness. You'll be changed to your environment. What you've been asked to do has the power to drive away darkness and bring life-changing truth to people who are in your environment. Think about your family. If you'll obey God, if you'll do what you've been chosen to do, you'll bring the power of God right into your very own environment. To keep you from accomplishing your God-given task, the devil may try to hinder you or even knock you out of the race. That may be one reason why you're experiencing so many hassles along the way. And my friend, I want to testify to you that through all the years that Denise and I have been doing our ministry, the devil's tried to elbow us out of the race many, many times. But if you're bound and determined that you're going to do what you were chosen to do. You can push every one of those attacks out of the way. And I want to help you understand the kind of opposition you may face when you begin your faith journey and begin to do what God has called you to do. Listen to this. I know of no great Christian leader who hasn't faced some kind of opposition as he or she sought to do God's will. But the truth is, you can overcome every attack if you don't quit first. Now, I'm just going to tell you, a lot of the people that you see teaching the Bible and preaching the Bible on television, they are my friends, and I know many of them very, very well. They have suffered severe attacks in their personal life along the way. I don't know of a single great Christian leader who hasn't suffered some kind of attack but they never quit they never gave up and therefore the attack falls by the wayside and according to John chapter 1 verse 5 listen to this darkness does not have the power to overcome light ah. the verse says and the light shineth in darkness and the darkness comprehended it not. And that word comprehended in King James Version is a little hard to understand. It's actually the Greek word kata lambano, and it's a compound of two words, the word kata and the word lambano. And I'm reading right from my book. The word kata carries the force of something that is dominating or subjugating. The word lambano means to seize or to grab hold of. When the two words are compounded, it forms the word kata lambano. And the new word means, listen to this, to seize, to pull down, to tackle, to conquer, or to hold under one's power. So the verse could be literally translated, darkness does not have the ability to suppress or to hold the light under its domain. But the use of this word comprehended the Greek word katalambanu tells us the devil will try to tackle the light, but it doesn't have the power to keep it down. It just doesn't have that kind of power. Light is that strong. This doesn't mean the darkness won't attempt to overcome the light. But its efforts will be frustrated and unsuccessful because the light of God always prevails even in what seems to be the darkest hour or the bleakest moment. Listen to this. Darkness simply does not have the power to put out God's light. And since you are a child of God and you are, it means darkness does not have the ability to put your light out either. And the reason I'm telling you all this today is because when you finally get started doing what you're chosen to do, the devil will try to stop you. But first, John 5, 4 says, whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. So let me ask you, are you born of God? If you're born of God, this verse describes you. And it says, whatever is born of God overcometh the world. You are a world overcomer. You say, well, I don't feel like it. Well, let's look at that word overcometh to find out what it really means. It's the Greek word nikos. It means to conquer. It was used to portray athletes who gained the mastery of the competition and ultimately reigned supreme as champions over the games. That's the word the Holy Spirit uses to describe any person that is born of God. And the Holy Spirit was careful in His selection of this word, Nikos, because this word communicates vivid images that pertain to our walk of faith and victory. First, it tells us that when we begin the walk of faith, we enter into a real-life competition. Many people think that when they begin the walk of faith, it means they're not going to have problems anymore. But my friend, you have to understand that when you begin to penetrate the dark realm and do what you're chosen to do, the enemy will come against you. Your walk of faith will set you against the works of darkness. But you have everything you need to defeat it. Even if the devil tries to attack you, even if he knocks you down, he can't keep you there. And that is why 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 9 says, quoting the apostle Paul, he said, we were cast down, but not destroyed. And one translation says, we occasionally get knocked down, but we never get knocked out, which means, listen to me, those that are born of God have the supernatural ability to keep getting up again and again, no matter how many times they fall. You know, we that are in the ministry tend to talk about all of our glowing moments. If you get my book, which is called Unlikely, in that story, Unlikely, which talks about our journey to the ends of the earth, I tell everything. The good, the bad, the ugly, the good moments, the victorious moments, I tell all of it because I want you to understand that even if you get knocked down, you have power within you that will enable you to get up and get moving again. That's really my story and Denise's story. But... The word Nikos, which here is translated victory or to overcome, tells us that we are the ultimate champions. And the concept makes me think of, listen, Romans chapter 8, verse 37, which says, nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Wow. The phrase more than conquerors is from the Greek word neikal, the same word nekos but it's connected to the word hooper. Here it is, the word hooper, neokau. And the word hooper, and this same Greek word neokau is used, and by joining them together, Paul gives us one really power-packed statement. Wow. And I'm going to read to you what it means. Listen to this. The phrase more than literally means, well, the first part of the word is from the word hooper. It's important for you to understand that. And the preposition hooper means over above, and beyond. It depicts something that is way beyond measure. We derive the word super from the word hooper. As used in this passage where we're called more than conquerors, it conveys the idea of superiority. It means greater, superior, higher, better, more than a match for. Hmm. Paramount, utmost, foremost, It means to be first-rate, first-class, top-notch, unsurpassed, unequaled, and unrivaled by any person or thing. All of that is just in the first part of this phrase, hooper-nikau, the word hooper. But then you come to the second part of the word, which is the word nikau, And this word nikau describes us as being champions. But the word hooper, the first part of the word, dramatizes our victory. Listen. It means we are greater conquerors, we are superior conquerors, higher and better conquerors. We are more than a match for any adversary or foe. We are utmost conquerors, paramount conquerors, foremost conquerors, first-rate conquerors, first-class conquerors, top-notch conquerors, unsurpassed conquerors, unequaled and unrivaled conquerors, all of that is in this phrase, more than, in the phrase, more than conquerors. But again, the word conquerors, the Greek word nikau, which describes an overcomer, a conqueror, or a champion, it is the picture of an overwhelming, prevailing force. That's what you are. You say, well, I don't feel like it. It doesn't really matter what you feel, the greater one lives in you. And with the greater one in you, you are an overwhelming prevailing force. Wow. And by calling us more than conquerors, the full phrase, Paul tells us that in Christ, we are an overwhelming prevailing force, or I've written here a phenomenal walloping, conquering force. Now, my friends, that is amazing. That's what the Bible says about you. That's what the Bible says about me. So when the enemy tries to come against us, we need to tell ourselves we have everything we have in us to overcome the opposition. We have everything that we need. So in 1 John 5:4, the apostle John used the word nikos to describe our superior position as children of God over the world and over the enemy. We are fully armed with everything we need to be super conquerors in life. We have a victory that overcomes the world. Now, we're going to talk about the word world because it's very important to what I'm going to be teaching for the rest of the week. The word world that is used here is a form of the Greek word cosmos. And the word cosmos... It's actually a scientific term it describes the universe but the word cosmos by itself describes any kind of an ordered system it can describe such things as society culture nature even science hmm. so when john wrote that we have a victory that overcometh the world please pay attention because this is really foundational to everything you're gonna begin seeing in tomorrow's program. He was actually saying we have a victory that overcomes, masters, and champions itself even over the order of things found in the world and it includes politics, science, economics, education, cultured, any ordered system in the world now, why do I make such a point about this? Because in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, the Apostle Paul tells us that Satan is the god of this world. He works through the world around us. He doesn't hide in the closet and pop out at night and surprise us. How does the devil work? He works through the educational system. He works through the economic system. He works through the entertainment world. He works through all of these different world systems to try to attack the light and to put out the light of the light bearers. Wow. And just as God works through Christians and his church, Satan works through unbelievers and through world systems that are not rooted in God's Word. The devil is such a master at working in this worldly sphere that Paul calls him the God of this world, which means the world system and the world's ways of thinking are the primary vehicles through which Satan works to attack the church and to attack light bearers. And again, Satan doesn't hide in the closet and pop out at night to personally attack us while we're sleeping. He uses people, events, situations, circumstances, and difficult dilemmas to obstruct us from reaching our goals. But we have a faith that overrides and supersedes any organization, any event, any circumstance, or any dilemma Satan would ever try to employ against us. He may be the God of the world, but we have weapons so powerful we can shoot him down every time he shows up uninvited. (laughs) Wow, that is amazing to me. We have a faith, a victory, that overcomes masters and champions itself over the order of things found in the world, which means John was telling us, There is nothing that our faith cannot handle. We have everything we need inside us to overcome any opposition that will ever try to come against us. Now, that's just a little snippet from my book called Chosen by God. But it raises a question if we have so much power and authority, then why? Are we experiencing so many hassles along the way? Because the God of this world wants to put out the light in you. He wants to stop you from fulfilling what you were born into this world to do. And when you come to 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 18, we find that Satan even tried to hinder the Apostle Paul. Listen to what he says. 1 Thessalonians 2, verse 18. Wherefore, we would have come unto you, even I, Paul, once and again, but Satan hindered us. Notice Paul draws attention to himself. You know why? Because even in his life, people looked at him like a spiritual giant. Now he says, I'm going to tell you, it happens to everybody, even I, Paul. He said, it even happens to me. He said, I wanted to come to you once and again, but Satan hindered us. The word Satan the translation of the word satanus. It describes one who hates, one who accuses, one who slanders, or one who conspires against a real adversary. And the devil can come up with some pretty crazy conspiracies in his attempt to stop you. And in fact, Paul goes on to say, Satan hindered us. The word hindered is the Greek word, which was used to describe the breaking up of a road to make it impassable for travelers. In other words, the devil created what seemed to be an impasse. This kind of impasse made it impossible for a traveler to get where he needed to go. And as a result, the traveler's trip was hindered, delayed or postponed or temporarily put off. The traveler could take another route to get to the same destination, but the alternate route was inconvenient, cost extra money, and took time that could have been used another way. And the word hindered was also used in the ancient Greek world to depict a runner who's trying to elbow another runner out of the race. And now Paul says to the Thessalonians, hey, I really wanted to come to you, even me, Paul, once and again several times. But Satan created such a mess, such a conspiracy to stop us. He tried to make impasses to stop us. In fact, he even tried to elbow us out of the race to stop us from getting to you. But guess what? He couldn't stop Paul Because Paul was bound and determined he was going to do what he was chosen to do. This was an unstoppable man. And I want to tell you today it doesn't matter what the devil tries to do to you or what kind of conspiracy he tries to concoct to stop you, you can get through any pass. If he tries to elbow you out of the way, you have the authority of the name of Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit to elbow him out of your way, and you can finish what God has called you to do. My friends, you were chosen by God, and you have everything you need in you to overcome any opposition the devil will ever try to bring against you. I'll be back in just a moment, and I want to pray for you.
0: Rick Renner's new series, Chosen by God, is jam-packed with strength and encouragement to help you wake up to the fact that you are chosen by God and not just for salvation. God has a specific, marvelous, and powerful plan for your life. Right now, there is nothing more thrilling than to know you are chosen by God and exactly what he brought you into the world to do. In this powerful 15-part series, Rick will prove to you That God has a specific plan designed just for you. Why you are experiencing so many hassles along the way. You can overcome any roadblock the devil tries to use to stop you. You have everything you need inside you to bulldoze the powers of hell out of your way. That you are exactly the kind of person God wants to choose and use. This 15-part series is available in digital or physical formats starting at just $24. We're also offering you Rick's 304-page book. Chosen by God with a forward by Joyce Meyer. Joyce says, in Chosen by God, Rick clearly establishes that many are called, but few are chosen. But why is this the case? What are the necessary requirements for not only being called, but chosen as well? What is the cost of fulfilling God's call upon your life? Rick gives us all the requirements necessary to say yes and to fulfill our God-given destinies. This dynamic book is just $18. Are you ready for a life adventure? Or to the 15-part series, Chosen Chosen by God and the life-changing book Chosen by God. Call the number on your screen now or go to Renner.org to order. Call or go online now.
1: This is Rick Renner and my friends. Right now, we're in the very middle of our ministry expansion project. It's three phases. Phase one was building the new studio in Moscow. You helped us do that. Thank you. Phase two was finishing the interior of the studio. You helped us do that. Thank you. Now we're in phase three, which is retiring the debt on the ministry headquarters in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Our ministry has never had debt. The reason we've been able to do what we've done is because we've never had to service debt. When we built our building in Riga, we did it cash. When we built the building in Moscow, it is amazing that we were able to do it with cash. And now we want to retire the debt on the Tulsa headquarters building, so we can liberate all that money to really take the teaching of the Bible around the world. You know, it's never about buildings. It's about having an anchor where the Word of God can go forth, and in that Tulsa facility, we're taking calls from people who are literally calling us from all over the world and from that facility. We're producing TV programs, social media, We're fulfilling orders for books and giving away thousands and thousands of different resources to people who are reaching out to us because they believe that we provide teaching they can trust. And it's very important that we retire that debt as quick as possible because it will liberate funds for the preaching of the word to the ends of the earth. And that is what we're called to do. And today I want to ask you to please continue to be a part of our giving team so we can retire the debt on the Tulsa building and then we'll be finished with the ministry expansion project. Thank you for your prayers and thank you for becoming a part of the giving team. Today we've been covering the fact that you have everything in you that you need to overcome any opposition that will ever come against you. And when you finally wake up to where you're chosen by God to do, the devil may try to stop you. But my friends, you can push him out of the way. And This week, I'm going to be showing you every day that if you'll choose to be unstoppable, you will be unstoppable and you will do what you were chosen by God to do. And I'm offering you my brand new series called Chosen by God. God. It's a 15 part series and it comes with a wonderful study guide. My friend, please order this. I really want you to have this and get this teaching down deep inside you. And I'm offering you today my book by the same title chosen by God. The Word is written by my friend Joyce Meyer. You should read every single page of this book. You ought to buy two because you know someone else Who's trying to find what they're called to do and they're experiencing a few hassles along the way, this book will help them get through every one of those roadblocks. Mm. And when you become a partner with our ministry, we want to send you two books as our way of saying, Welcome to our partner family. And a partner is anyone who prays for us and who financially supports our ministry regularly. We want to send you my book called Life in the Combat Zone and Denise's book called The Gift of Forgiveness because we always give these two books to anyone who becomes a part of our partner family. But Father, I thank you that the greater one lives in us. And you say anyone born of God overcomes the world. And we are born of God. And Father, rather than look at ourselves as those under attack and victims, we choose to declare that we are victors, we're born of God, and we can overcome anything that tries to come against us. In Jesus' name, Amen. Hey, I'll see you tomorrow. But remember, Ecclesiastes 8.4, where the word of a king is, there's power.